Welcome, Nintendo Podcast listeners, to another episode of the show. This is going to be fun. We've got another Warframe vet that we're going to be interviewing today. Helsing320 is joining us, and we are going to talk all about that sweet, sweet platinum. So, hold on to your butts and get ready for a great show. This is Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Evan. Thanks for joining us today. So today's episode, as I said, we're going to be interviewing a brand new vet. Everybody, welcome Helsing320 to the show. Helsing, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for the invite, of course. Um, Absolutely. So, probably wondering how long I've been playing, of course. Yes, how long have you been playing the game for, and what, what do you play on? I uh, So, I play on PC normally. I have uh, gotten a Switch for Christmas, and I've started... Uh, not a new account, but I've I've swapped over. See how that's working. I'm not Sweet. enjoying it nearly as much as PC. PC <laughs> is still my main. Um, it's just the fluidity of, of aiming on PC is something oh, yeah. that I, I can't not have. You know, um, I've been playing this game since it released from closed beta. In fact, I think I got a couple days into closed beta before it released to open beta. Wow, so that has been about six years. Man, that's awesome. I have uh, 2,265 confirmed hours from <laughs> on this game. That's great. And, um, <laughs> this is uh, this has definitely been a game that uh, I have matured with. I started playing uh, when I was six. <laughs> so uh, I think your mic cut out a little bit. Uh, the mic cut out right as you said i've been playing since i was six and then it paused so it sounded 16. like you've been playing since you were six <laughs> 16 16 i've been playing since i was 16 man. sweet um I apologize for any mic issues or any internet issues uh we're having storm right now so ah no worries but um no, I've I've matured with this game. Sure, and actually, it's funny to hear you say it. I I've played a little bit on PS4, um, mostly on Switch, but I'm a PC gamer from back in the day, and that was one of the first things. Like, I would say that Warframe is the first game since maybe Halo that I've been like, geez, I really wish I had a mouse because I love the fluidity of mouse aiming. Yeah, man, it's it's one of those things where um, mouse and keyboard. Uh, there is no comparison after a little bit. <laughs> For sure. So I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, um, I've tried playing on PS4. I've tried playing on Xbox one. Um, of course my newest Avenger is going into, uh, switch of course. And I think I'll be playing a little bit more switch than anything else just because I can take it along with me without having exactly. to my computer. Yeah, this is way, way too much information, but I can't count the number of times that my legs have fallen asleep because I'm gear grinding on the toilet. So I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So uh, what other games do you like to play when you're not playing Warframe? So I've recently gotten into Anthem. Um, big, uh, big whoop on that one. Um, it reminds me of Warframe a lot in the way that is, uh, it's released in a not the best state. But I, I hope for the best of for it, of course. For sure. Um, I play a lot of Destiny 2. Again, same thing, looter shooter. Yep. Uh, play a little bit of Diablo 3. Um, play Battlefield 4 a lot. Uh, but my my two biggest things uh, is definitely um, I do tabletop role-playing, much nice. like D&D. Yep. Um, right now, I'm in a campaign for Shadowrun. 
um, which is a lot of fun. Shadowrun's great. Uh, who doesn't like um, a dark uh, dystopian future where companies <laughs> control everything? That's For always sure. fun. And uh, I also play um, Warhammer forty uh, Warhammer forty k tabletop, which is uh, Death Watch. Which is um, if you're not familiar with it, it's it's one of those things where I'm not about to go into it because it'll bring us for about another hour trying me trying to explain everything. But um, <laughs> to explain it in the easiest way possible, um, the Warhammer forty k is a D one hundred system. The lower you roll, the better it is. Okay. And um, Shadowrun is a dice pool system. You have a dice pool that you roll, and the amount of successes is based off of how many uh, fives and sixes you've rolled. Uh, so. I, I actually love dice pool, which is funny because I've played uh, a bunch of of uh, 3.5 D&D, and I've played a bunch of 5th edition. I'm DMing a campaign right now in 5th edition, and then I've done Pathfinder, uh, and I've done, gosh, what's the other one? Star Wars Edge of the Empire. So I've really only played like a tiny bit of dice pool, but I love dice pool roleplay. I think it's, I, I, I love how fast the game can go because you don't have to sit and like add a bunch of numbers to your rolls and stuff as much as, as you do in something like, you know, especially D&D. 3.5 D&D. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, no, trust me. I've, um, I of course also play, have played D&D before. Uh, I just not in any current campaigns, of course. Um, one of those things where, um, our, our group has a uh, definite stint to the darker uh, side of yes. Um, we definitely like our Shadowrun. We like our Warhammer 40K. If you don't understand uh, Warhammer 40K, to give it give it the the best description that I've heard. Uh, think of um, Hulk Hogan fighting the devil in a church in space. The church is the size of Rhode, <laughs> size of Rhode Island, and uh, Hulk Hogan is covered in about fifty trucks worth of metal. <laughs> Okay, I really want to play this now. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's like, you know, uh, that's definitely crap posting on it. But um, the fast and fastest and dirtiest way that I heard it explained ever. So anytime that I that I think about it, I'm just like. That's how I'm going to explain it now. <laughs> That's great. So I got to say, obviously, this is a Warframe podcast, not a tabletop roleplay game, but I am course, a huge tabletop guy. And and if you are listening to this show and you're somebody who enjoys nerd type stuff beyond just Warframe, please go play a pen and paper roleplay game. If you've never done it before, go try it. It's I honestly think I probably prefer playing tabletop games to playing video games because I love the socializing and I love the creativity. So if you if you think you might enjoy it, give it a try. So Okay, so let's go ahead. Actually, back to uh, back to our topic at hand for the day. Uh, we're talking today about platinum. So one of the first things that I found as a new player that I wondered about was platinum. Uh, obviously, um, and Helsing, you you may have even something you want to comment on this too. But I, for me, I play a lot of free to play games, but I also play a lot of AAA games. And in all of those, it just microtransactions are like the thing that everybody talks about right now, and everybody gets worked up about. And so when I first dove into Warframe, I was really curious about those same questions that probably a lot of our listeners were of whether this game is play to win and what is the economy like. Um, so for your part, if you were to give like a like a short answer to that question, is this a pay to win game? Um, it's a pay for uh, convenience mm. is um, the easiest way that I've heard it. Um you can, of course, you know, buy almost every single weapon for platinum. 
but you can also get blueprints. You can, you know, gain blueprints, start uh, collecting materials, put all the materials in, build it, and it takes time, of course. You can rush it afterwards. But um, overall, no, this game is not pay to win. This is definitely um, not one of those games. You, there's a lot of cosmetics, of course, and everything else like that, but that I think I'll wait a little bit to explain more on that later. Sure. But um, Platinum is something that you use for convenience, not for, you know, I'm going to buy this and win. Sure, sure. So you can, just like in most games that, you know, offer microtransactions, you can do little amounts of Platinum. You can spend as little as five bucks. uh, Or you can just really go ham. You can buy a whole lot of Plat all at once. Um, But it is something that, I think one of the things that I noticed very first is that this is one of the only games I've ever played where you get, you could potentially get a substantial amount of premium currency without actually spending money by trading, which is just nuts. Um, oh yeah, no, definitely. Uh, trading is one of those things where if you can get into it and you understand, uh, what the market values for certain things are, you can get into it really easily and you can make bank on this, uh, game, not actual bank, of course, but <laughs> sure. you understand, you understand where I'm coming from. You can, you can make a whole lot of platinum off of, you know, doing nothing, but, you know, going to a couple of, uh, missions, farming, you know, said missions for like, you know, couple minutes grab a few mods or something like that and then leave and then you have you know 100 maybe 200 uh platinum worth of of stuff that you can trade yeah for sure so uh let's go on ahead then and talk about some things that are worth spending platinum on so i guess um and obviously you having way more experience with this game than i do uh there may be some things i'm forgetting but uh some of the first things that come to mind for me that you could spend plat on would be of course what you said where you can kind of you know rush crafting um you can buy weapon slots all sorts of stuff so uh what kind of things do you think it's worth it to spend platinum on so First things first, don't rush anything ever. <laughs> yep. It's not worth it. Um, it is more worth to, if you're at that point, to just wait it out. That is the easiest thing that I can sell you right there. Yeah. Um, buying buying weapon slots and more French slots, that's uh, probably one of the best things to spend platinum on early, uh, earlier on, of course. Sure. Um Eventually, you're going to find, you know, the things that you like, the things you don't. Then, of course, you can start selling and everything else like that. So that's uh, that's one of those things where it's like buying that stuff is pretty good. Um, boosters. Uh, there are three types of boosters in this game. There's, well, actually four. Yeah, four. There's um, affinity boosters, which increase your uh, affinity gain so you can level up things faster which is uh, something that us veterans tend to enjoy because then we can go like, all right, let's go into, you know, this mission type, play for about 15 minutes and our stuff's maxed, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, not necessarily that fast, but hyperbole, right? Sure, sure. Um, um, there's credit boosters, which helps you gain a lot of credits really fast. Um, that in a game mode called um, the Index helps... Uh, get a lot of credits really fast. I, I know a couple of people who farm like 4 million credits a day, if not more. Wow. In like less than an hour. So. Wow. <laughs> if you're good at it, if you're good at it. Sure. Of course. That's like stuff that you have like gotten down to. A, that's one of the things that I enjoy about this game. You can get things down to a science and you can get it done fast. Yeah. Um, 
there's uh, resource boosters, which uh, increase the amount of resources you get from a resource that is dropped. As you've probably noticed, and a lot of people who are probably listening uh, know, is um, when you kill enemies, there's a chance for uh, stuff to drop. There are, of course, stuff chances for it to drop out of lockers, containers, and things like that. Um, resource boosters increase the amount of um, amount, not that it's dropped, but that is in the dropped okay. thing, right? Yeah. Um, so you might be able to get, you know, a hundred uh, Palmer bundles from one uh, node, right? That would increase it to 200 instead. Nice. Uh, and then there are rare resource drop chance increasers, which increase the chance for things to drop. Okay. I don't no. think I've even seen those before. Um, they're in the market, of course. Uh, almost everything that I'm going to be talking about is in the market, aside from the um, the weapon and Warframe slots. Those, you have to go into your inventory and buy them. Okay, awesome. Um, you can always buy weapons that you don't want to farm for and things like that. Or um, if you're not part of a clan, which I suggest trying to become part of the clan. Yes, um, for sure. <laughs> If not, if not early on, at least um, midway through the game, see if you can't find a uh, good clan to become a part of. So uh, there's a lot of like uh, clan-specific weapons that you can buy for plat only if you're not part of a clan. So okay, that is a that is one of those things where I suggest highly to go do that. Um, otherwise, uh, the most things that you can spend plat on is uh, cosmetics which are like uh, variant helmets, color uh, palettes, other things like that that are um, used for uh, what we veterans call uh, fashion frame endgame. It's, <laughs> right? <joke> <laughs> it's, it's a joke, but it's also like really true. Oh, yeah. A lot of veterans spend you know hours just making up cosmetic skins for, for our warframes. It's kind of funny. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, cosmetics are always at your own discretion, right? Sure. I can't tell you, yeah, they're always worth it, or no, they're not worth it. It's, um, do you enjoy the cosmetic, yes or no? Mm. Of course. So if you enjoy a cosmetic and you have enough plat to spend for it, don't feel bad about spending the plat on it. Yeah. It's it's an almost treat, your site, uh, treat yourself type of thing, right? It's like, do you have the plat? Do you need it for anything else right now? Treat yourself. Sure. And I got to say, like, um, I think Warframe does a really good job with its with its skins, with its alternate helmets and things like that. Uh, a lot of games uh, and and just by the way, I don't want to, you know, pick on any one game too much. But I know like Anthem took some flack from some YouTubers that I've watched because their skins uh, were not super different. The ones that you could pay for weren't all that different from the base skin. But in my kind of personal opinion i think the ones in warframe are really cool i think they've done a good job of making helmets look unique of making the special skins look unique and uh i mean to me i'd imagine there's got to be something if you like the art style of warframe you're gonna find frames that you think are cool and you're gonna find skins that you think are cool honestly it's one of those things where um so i play on pc of course i um i'm a steam user uh there's the steam marketplace almost kind of and um they actually approve of skins that they're going to be adding to the game constantly. Mm. So there are skins that you can only get on PC if you're a Steam user. Oh, wow. And um, I have a couple of them, and I, all, all i got to say about them is, like, you do have to pay them, pay them in real money. You can't pay them with plat. 
but from what I've seen, most of them are worth it if you enjoy it. It's there's some really cool stuff. Yeah, I think you guys for Switch actually have a couple coming your way. So nice. Yeah, I have to keep my eyes peeled. You might want to. You might want to look out for that stuff. Um, something else that uh, I think is really interesting is um, the way that plat is earned. In, in some ways, uh, if you have started going through the daily login bonus system, it's not no longer daily logins, but it's it's logins in general, right? Yeah. But um, <clears throat> one of the things you can get is uh, percent off platinum. Oh, really? That's cool. Um, I think the highest that I've ever seen is 75% off. Jeez. So that, that $200 package is suddenly so much less <laughs> sure and you can get almost 3000 plat or 4000 plat without you know doing anything else that's really cool i haven't even seen that before um it's something that is really interesting and something that i've only really seen done a couple of times and um there's no really good way to game a system like that and um honestly it's it's uh one of the things that i've i've definitely enjoyed about warframe is uh, the fact that it does that. It gives you the option to, you know, get, well, gives you the chance of getting, you know, percent offs. Yeah, definitely. Which is pretty interesting. And that, um, that's one of those games uh, that to, or one of those things about Warframe that makes me want to support the game. Uh, I think, you know, I get frustrated sometimes with games that are kind of pushing microtransactions and things and you don't feel like you're getting much out of it. And then you kind of feel like, you know, I, I don't want to support this. I don't want to encourage this practice, but Warframe for me has kind of done the opposite where I feel like I'm getting so much from DE uh, for free that I just, I want to give them money. I, w- I want to say, hey, uh, keep making this game. Keep adding stuff because it's great. So um, I don't know if you're on YouTube very often. Um, yeah. You might, might or not be. Uh, but Noclip has done a documentary series on Warframe. And if you've never heard of Noclip, he does uh, video essays Yeah, on uh, games and stuff like that. And uh, one of the things that I think it was either D.E. Steve or um, Sheldon has said is that um, they were doing stuff for Crew Bros uh, with the genetic, genetic masking. And um, they accidentally made a slot, pretty much like a slot machine. And <laughs> they actually they actually reverted it because it was costing people money. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's just like, I cannot help but love DE to death for, for some things. Absolutely. I'll, I'll dislike them and I'll put up a stink every once in a while because DE is, of course, still a developer. They still make mistakes and we have to keep them honest. Yeah. And that's, that's the first thing that we consumers have is we need to make sure that people stay honest. But overall, they're probably my favorite developers yeah, so, I, I'm um, coming to realize that too. <laughs> yes. Um, of course, for the percent off, it might only be PC only. So don't like take my word as like gospel truth, of course. <laughs> it's one of those things where uh, they are primarily a PC game. Sure. So they can do whatever they want on PC. But for stuff like Nintendo, Nintendo takes a cut. So yep. no, no clue how that works. Um, but platinum is a very versatile, um, currency can be used for a lot of things. One of the things that I've always felt was, um, 
unfair to newer players is putting resources in the store. Mm, yeah. You can buy resources straight up, but I would suggest not. Yeah. It costs you more money in the end to try to buy more than you can farm in the same amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, the only resource that I have bought, and to be honest, I can't remember what it was. I think it was like maybe a control module or something that I needed really early on. Um, and Because you didn't have the areas unlocked. Exactly, to get. yep. And as soon as I got into that area, <clears throat> I started getting like dozens of them. <laughs> like, I feel like and such a I bet you. <laughs> I was about to say, you You probably feel just a little bit like an idiot right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of those things where I believe that... Um, it's not necessarily a mistake, just a bad way of doing it. Sure, yeah. yeah. For, um, sorry, go on. No, I, I was just going to say I, I agree. That's For me, I've never, I've never regretted buying extra weapon slots or buying extra Warframe slots, but I absolutely have regretted the one or maybe two times that I bought a resource. That just, it wasn't worth it. It's one of those things where um, if you really need a resource, like, super badly, uh, try to see if, well... If you have friends on the game, of course, if you've made friends already, uh, this is early on, of course, so you, you guys might not have the uh, people that we have on PC that have, you know, the entire star chart unlocked. Sure. See if you have anybody like that, that would be willing to uh, help you get to an area to farm things. Definitely. That is, that is one of those things that I've always said is uh, one of the good things about Warframe is the community. We are actually a community of people. Yep. We do get salty sometimes. We do get rude sometimes. But overall, <laughs> very, we're very caring people for the most part. I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's uh, one of the one of the issues slash uh, the perks slash issues of uh, Warframe is that it is very very hard to get into the game. Mm. That's why us veterans are around. Sure. We need to help. We need to help the people getting into the game now get into the game. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, so if you want to say uh, talk about anything else, I think we've gone over what not to spend plat on and what to spend plat on. Sure. Um, uh, well, one more thing. Yeah. Warframes. Um, Warframes have varying stages of like whether you should buy them or not. It's the, uh, do you want to skip trying to try your luck at a boss several times in a row or do you want to farm it yeah that's that's one of those things where it's like if you if you really want it and if you're really motivated to get it and you enjoy the boss fight just fight the boss it's it's harder of course but it's also in a way more rewarding sure and a lot of warframes coming out now are actually not tied to bosses or at all but are tied to quests yep so um if you have a quest Warframe and you really don't want to do the quest, maybe buying it if you really want it. And uh, something to say about buying weapons and Warframes with Plat. They come pre-catalysted and they have a weapon slot and a Warframe slot. Already yes, I'm glad you pointed that out. So it is sometimes worth it and sometimes not, depending on how you want to look at it, if you have the Platinum for it. Sure. So another thing, and this, you don't actually spend platinum on this, but another thing that I would say is, is worth spending money on if you're, if you're into this, uh, is doing the, uh, the Warframe packs, uh, where when you buy like the, uh, like Mesa pack, um, if you spend, it's 20 bucks for that pack, isn't it? 
Oh, you're talking about the uh, the Prime stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, give me a quick so I can. I actually bought her myself. So, so while you look that up, I I believe it's twenty. But you get that's a it's a good deal because you're getting the same amount of platinum that you would get if you just spent money for platinum. Plus, you're getting the stuff that comes along with that pack. So that actually, I I think, and I have, I'm saying this not out of experience. I have not bought a pack yet, um, but but to me, that is a much more worthwhile purchase than some of the things you could be spending money on. So um, it depends on what uh, pack you're getting because there's three separate packages that it can come with. I think the uh, top pack is like $100, but you get uh, the Prime Warframe, two weapons, icons, and all the accessories, which include Cyan Dana's, um, a spoiler Prime thing, um, and Affinity and Credit Boosters. Wow. So it's actually... Sometimes it's actually more worth it to buy this than to skip it. So um, if you really only want, you know, the accessories and the affinity booster and credit booster, I think it's like $20 just for that stuff. So you can always just buy that stuff. And I have always found that, you know, getting the affinity boosters and credit boosters are worth it. Yeah. So uh, if I had to distill it down to my advice, at least as an earlier player of the things that I have bought, I think personally buying weapon slots and buying Warframe slots are absolutely worth it. Uh, I'm never, with the amount of money that I'm willing to invest in this game, I'm never going to be able to have every weapon and every Warframe. I'll just never have enough slots for that. But I'm really glad that I bought enough slots to collect more of those and to have some versatility. Um, and uh, to me also, I would agree with you about uh, boosters. Like if you're if you're really pushing for a specific MR, especially if you've got friends that want to tackle some missions and you want to play stuff together, and maybe you're behind your friends uh, to me buying something like an affinity booster could be worth it if you're willing to get um, higher if you're willing to spend the money to, to hit that MR a little faster um, so that's that's my two cents uh, but there's another another type of uh, currency that we want to talk about real quick and that is ducats so this is something that I only recently learned about uh, Helsing could you tell us a little bit about what ducats are and how you get them so ducats what are they what do they do how do you get them so, what are they? Uh, they're a uh, currency used only for one specific trader that shows up every other weekend called Barricadeer. He sells um, primed mods, dual stat mods, some accessories, some weapons, and um, stuff for your orbiter. So, like picture frames and stuff. So, he's uh, more of a cosmetic person for the most part. He does sell actually good stuff if you really want to get into it. Um, but how do you get them? So how do you get them is you go to a relay if you've gotten to a place that has relays. And uh, there's a kiosk in the main area with the statue and everything else like that to the right side, I believe. It might be changed around in Switch. I haven't gotten to a relay on Switch yet. Yeah, I believe but, you're right. Um, it should be on the right side, and you can sell prime parts uh, to get ducats. So, um, in a way, most people would probably be asking, how do you get prime parts? There's, <laughs> yes. There's, uh, how do you get prime parts, and what are they? Prime parts are um, a way... Uh, prime parts are made for prime warframes and weapons. Prime warframes and weapons are usually... Um, I don't want to say better, but pretty much strictly better 
versions of non-primed uh, sure. counterparts. Um, they might have, you know, better shields, better energy capacity, better health, armor, uh, so forth, so on, right? Or if it's a weapon, it might have better damage or bigger a magazine or a better crit chance or better status chance. Anything is, is like, pretty much primed uh, things are better, usually, yeah. than uh, your base variant. Um, how do you get these prime parts? So there are two ways to get prime parts. You can either start trading, which will cost you a little bit of platinum to buy these parts, but in the end, it might be worth it either if you want to sell it as uh, ducats, uh, so you can get ducats and buy uh, dual stat mods or things like that, or if you want to build prime um, weapons or warframes, or there's also a system called the relics. Relics, uh, there's a Fisher mission that you have to go into to unlock them, and as you unlock them, they uh, open and reveal um, one out of a certain selection of primed pieces, including format. So, okay, cool. So uh, for me, what I've been doing, um, actually, I, I knew the barrel was coming uh, in just a couple days, so I went in and just basically went through a bunch of fissures and cracked open as many relics as I could. And then by the time I went back into Barrow, uh, there were several prime parts. Like uh, I think I mentioned last episode that I've got uh, Bratton Prime and Lex Prime are both ready to farm as soon as I hit MR8. I'm still MR7 right now. Um, but So those, obviously, I'm not going to sell those parts, but I had duplicates of, gosh, like eight different things that I had duplicates of, and so that's just a quick way I can cash those out. I'm not losing losing anything, uh, but I can also get Ducats back from it. And then I also had a couple like from the Prime pack, I already had Fang Prime, so I was able to swap out my Fang Prime parts. Uh, so there's, it's it's not that hard actually to get those plat, uh, those uh, those Prime parts and get those Ducats. No, it, it definitely is not. It's um, it's one of the ways that I've, I've found to uh, empty my inventory when I have things that are just stacked up on top of each other. Um... Of course, there there's a, another reason for Ducats later on. I can't explain it. It's part of the story. You'll get to it <laughs> okay, when you get to it. Okay, cool. Um, one of those things where um, I think uh, another reason why Warframe is so mysterious is we don't explain anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't noticed, some of us, um, some of us um, veterans are, are more wary to explain some of the story than others. Yeah. So. I actually really like that though, and and one of the things that I did want to hit on real quick before we finish up our chat about currency um, is that there are options, like you said, to buy resources and things like that. But uh, I think the reason that uh, vets are so protective of the story is because there's really cool stuff in there, um, and I think the reason it's not great, uh, not just that it's a waste of money, but it's not great for you to be spending money on resources is that that's part of the game. Basically you're, you're spending money to avoid grinding and this, the, this is a grind game and that's a lot of the points. So, uh, I think you can do some things for convenience and I wouldn't pick on you too much if you did it, but just be aware that spending money to shortcut will sometimes, it kind of takes away from the goal of what you're trying to accomplish here. So play, play it however you want to. It's up to you. If you have fun spending money buying stuff with plat, then go for it. But if not, just sit back, enjoy the grind, uh, love the game for what it is. And I'll, I'll put it this way. If you really want to spend platinum, spend it on the weapons. Don't spend it on the resources. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's not worth it to buy the resources to get the weapon. It's better at that point to just buy the weapon. Definitely. Uh, mainly because it comes with a catalyst. 
which doubles your mod capacity if you didn't know already. And it comes with a weapon or Warframe slot, which after you're done with a weapon and say you didn't like it, you can sell it and still have a Warframe slot, Warframe or weapon slot. Absolutely. It's, it's one of those things where um, if you really want to skip uh, the grind, just go ahead and buy the weapon. That's all I got to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully that discussion about uh, currency was helpful to you guys. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break here. Thank you guys uh, for listening to these commercials. I try to keep them pretty short, but they help us to be able to uh, continue doing this podcast. We'll be back in just one moment after a short commercial. Welcome back. We're moving on into our next topic of discussion for today. And this one actually is one that uh, Helsing suggested. Um, I said uh, when we first started, let's talk about do cats. But uh, my mic got a little fuzzy. And so it sounded like I said cats. Uh, so, you know, what? we're just going for it. We're going to talk about pets. <laughs> let's do that right now. Uh, so, Helsing, uh, how do you want to jumpstart our conversation here about some of the pets in Warframe? So, um, there's not just pets, of course. There's companions, which uh, are sentinels, uh, moas, um, uh, tuberos, and kavats. So, uh, to explain sentinels really quick is uh, they're flying companions that have several different things that they can do. Um, if I can find them really quick, I'll actually kind of explain a little bit about them. Um, so, there's, of course... Uh, carrier, which increases the amount of ammo that you can carry, which is pretty great. Yeah. And um, there's Death Cube, which uh, literally just does damage. He has the disintegration rate. It's pretty cool. Uh, Helios scans things for you, so that's pretty great. Um, so if you really want to get into uh, the scanning part of Warframe, uh, I would suggest buying Helios because he has a thing where he scans objects for you, and you gain gain data on them, including drop chances of certain things. Nice. So if you want to get into it really quick and just uh, get that out of the way, Helios is a pretty good idea. Uh, Shade uh, can um, cloak you, and Worm uh, does shields. He regenerates shields, and he also knocks back enemies. Very so cool. So that's pretty quick rundown of uh, some of the Sentinels that I think are more useful than others. Um, MOAs. So if you've been playing for a little bit now, you've probably gotten to Corpus and you've seen MOAs, right? Yep. Um, With the Fortuna update, uh, that Switch, I believe, has just gotten or has gotten about a week or so ago. Yeah, I think we're maybe maybe three weeks into Fortuna at this point. We're not too far in. Yep. Um, But uh, with the Fortuna update, you can build MOAs as companions. Yeah, that's... If you didn't know that. That's pretty so. awesome. <laughs> Actually, I think uh, we didn't dig into it very much, but Aronis, I believe, mentioned that just a couple episodes back that you could do that, but I still haven't even seen it. Like, that's that's really cool. It's uh, part of Fortuna. Fortuna is a little bit more endgame than um, Planes of Eidolon. Of course, Planes of Eidolon is still endgame related, but uh, Fortuna is a little bit harder to get into. Um, mainly because I think a lot of the, uh, 
knockdown effects of the enemies are pretty annoying for us veterans ourselves. So I can only imagine how bad it is for some of the um, newer players. Uh, but um, with the MOAs, you can add weapons and precepts to them that do certain things. I've not gotten into it myself, so I can't really mention more about it. Sure. But uh, you can build them how you want them. Uh, they're pretty interesting from what I've seen. Um, but the main thing that I wanted to talk about are Kubros and Kvets. Uh To explain them in a really simple way, um, they're dogs and cats. <laughs> yep. Just really ugly dogs and cats. I don't know. I think the Kvets are pretty cool, but that's just me. <laughs> I have pretty cool ones, though. Uh, Kubros are actually part of a quest that you get during Earth. Yep. So uh, you will be getting a Kubro through a quest. It's all pretty cool because I think it's a good way to introduce that. Um, Kubros are pretty strong. They have uh, some strong abilities, of course. Um, but I don't really enjoy them nearly as much as Kvats. Kvats are uh, definitely um, they're part of the derelicts, and if you've not gotten there yet, um, there are certain keys that you can get while uh, coming from a clan. They're part of the clan research called uh, derelict keys. Yeah, yeah. I have one, but I haven't actually used it yet. Um, so I'm not certain if they're reusable. Uh, are they a reusable blueprint now, or are they still one-use only? Uh, yeah, I think they're a reusable blueprint, but I think you can only actually use the key once. I can't remember, though. Yeah, you can only use the key once, but they're a reusable blueprint. Okay. I, I think. Um, I came, I, I'm came. i coming from way back in the time where we used to have void keys, where you, we had to get into the void through keys, where we found our, all our primes. Oh, wow. So... The derelict was kind of similar, where you had to build the keys individually, and you had to buy blueprints every time. So I'm uh, definitely way out there. I haven't really played <laughs> uh, derelicts because I don't need to anymore. But of course, it's a really interesting tiles that you might enjoy. It's uh, if you've been, have you been to the void yet? Oh yeah. So you know the gleaming towers and everything else like that. Yep. Think of that covered in dead trees uh infested flesh uh really dark really decrepit in a way that's awesome. really interesting um but a uh, an enemy or a wild animal that is there are uh wild kavats that you have to scan to get genetic uh genetic stuff to uh make a kavat okay so if you want a kavat that's a that's the only place you can get it actually so so I believe right now I have a Kavat uh, incubator, I believe is what the item is called. Um, yeah. And I think one of the things it required was that Kavat uh, DNA or something along those lines. Kavat I get genetic material or something like that. Yes, yeah. there you go. So I get that. I get that from scanning the Kavats. Yes, you get that from scanning the Kavats when you are entering a derelict. Sweet. Okay, see, now I know that. I, I say that I'm making this show for the listeners, but really I'm just making it for my questions. <laughs> Sweet. So uh, I guess... Hey, you know, it's one of those good things. You get to you get information as everybody else gets information. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess my big confusion uh, with with Kavats and Kubro uh, both is how the heck do you keep this stupid thing alive? So um, there are items in the store called... Uh, Give me one quick second. Let me look this. Look at this. Our DNA stabilizers, and I actually need to use a couple of them right now. <laughs> um, 
playing the game while talking to you about the game. How <laughs> meta this. That's great. But um, so DNA stabilizers are in the market. They're only a few thousands. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Uh, give me a second. Yeah. They're only 5,000 for six DNA stabilizers. So you get six DNA stabilizers for 5,000 credits. You can spend as much as many credits as you want. I currently have 478 of them. Jeez. I should not be running out anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when you have a Kubro or a Kavat, they will start degrading. Um, now, what to do when they're degrading is you go to the uh, little area, the incubator place. Yeah. You press the interact key with that, since uh, we are a multi-platform game now. have to use interact key. Um, and you can go to apply DNA stabilizer. At that point, you will apply DNA stabilizer. It'll uh, continue to um, stay alive, but it also gains benefits. Okay. Um, at 100% um, stabilization, they get 100% more health. Wow. So, um, if you've have you ever played with a Nidus or a, an Aros yet? No, not yet. So they're both really tanky frames. They don't have any shields, but they're really, really healthy. They have a lot of health. I think Anaros has like 5,000-something wow. on, on a bad day. <laughs> uh, but um, there are Kubro mods that instead of doing uh, based on their health, it's based on your health or shields. Wow. So if I go into my um, little nifty arsenal right here, I look at her. Uh, so, Link Health. This is three ranks from the top, of course, but it's 120%. So, your Kavat, on top of the amount of health that she already has, gets 120% of that. Jeez. If I think... I, this is, of course, might be wrong, but if I... Um, if, I if I do it right, I think uh, the bonus 100% is on top of that. Wow. So I think uh, my Kubra my, my Worker bot with my Inaros has like almost 11,000, 12,000 health. Wow. <laughs> so really, really tanky. Yeah, for sure. To say the least. Um, of course, this doesn't save them from high level gameplay where things just one shot you anyways. Right. But that's besides the point. That's veteran problems. Um. <laughs> But uh, another thing is is loyalty. If you have gone into the incubator and you've interacted with it, you've seen loyalty, right? Yes. So loyalty uh, makes them do more damage based on the percentage. Okay. And if they actually lose enough, they actually doing end up doing less damage. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but the only way that they lose loyalty is if they are downed and then die. Oh, okay. That's why mine have lost so much loyalty. <laughs> Probably because they've been down and yes, died. Yes, I just abandon them to die every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now, to explain the differences between Kubros and Kavats. So, Kubros, I think, have four different species. All of them do, you know, different things for the most part. Uh, I think one does more about... Um, you know, digging and finding items. Another one is more about stealth. Another one is more about... Um, uh, 
disadvantageousing the enemy. That's not even a word, but I'm just going to use it anyway. <laughs> That's okay. I know what it means. I got you. Um, another one is, um, but you get the picture. They're, they're all generally uh, about more about the enemy and less about you. Okay, cool. Uh, Kavats, on the other hand, uh, only have two types of spe- only two species. They have a. Let me actually look this up so I don't get it wrong. Um, they have an Adarza Kavat and a. Where is it? Oh, geez, I've lost it. Uh, oh, Adarza and Smita. Okay. Smita is um, the Smita is more about just random buffs that you can get. Like you can get an instantaneous reload, or um, randomly get invisibility, or wow. uh, randomly get a hundred energy, or things like that. It's all just like um, luck of the die almost kind of interesting to play yeah that's with. really cool uh the adarza is more about um just boosting your damage generally okay uh they get a buff called the cat's eye and uh for veterans uh veterans know how broken cat's eye is <laughs> uh and I, I i do mean just absolutely broken there's no reason for it to be that good but it is um basically it says all right you have you know this much critical chance right and um, anytime that you apply a mod, it adds a percentage based of the critical chance, right? Yeah. You've been modding at this point, so you don't really need me to explain that. <laughs> the cat's eye buff adds extra percentage on top of that percentage based. Oh, wow. So let's say you put them in a mod that's 120% extra crit chance, and it brings up your crit chance to 50%. Yeah. Cat's Eye, I don't really remember. I think it might be 100%. It might be 120 But instead of adding it to the base chance, it adds it to the chance modified by the critical chance mod. Wow. So you can start getting yellow crits on stuff that's not supposed to in the first place. Jeez, that is awesome. So it's fairly strong. Um, that's why uh, Kavats are usually looked for is the Adarza Kavats. Yeah. Um, they're useful for pretty much anything. <laughs> that's great. Um, but that's kind of my talk about uh, cats <laughs> <laughs> awesome. and dogs. Um, is there anything else you would like to know about them? Um, off the top of my head, I think, I think you really, uh, did a great job of covering that. So, um, I, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go after a Kavat because I still don't <laughs> have one and that sounds fantastic. Um, Kvats are definitely one of those things where it's just really interesting just to get. Um, there are, of course, cosmetics for them. So if you want cosmetics for them, you can always just buy more cosmetics. Nice. So there's, <laughs> there's another thing to spend your plat on if you really want <laughs> <Yes>. to. <laughs> and bringing it full circle. Well, we are uh, getting kind of kind of late on time, so actually the last segment that I want to do is to go over our gear of the week. So when we first started talking, you said you had a couple ideas in mind. Uh, did you narrow it down to the one you want to hit on? Yep, I am going to uh, hit on the Piranha Prime. Sweet. And why I think it is probably the funnest weapon to use. All right, lay it on us. So Piranha Prime is a secondary shotgun pistol, which already just sounds amazing, right? Yeah. It's fully automatic, has 17 <laughs> rounds in the magazine. What? <laughs> yep. 
it has a uh, 6.4 fire rate, so it fires six shots in a second, I do believe. Wow. Just about. But there's a... Uh, and it also has a pretty good crit and status chance, so it's just good in general. Uh, but there's something that's really interesting about it. When you get three kills with it, it gives you a uh, phantom pistol, which is the exact same as yours, doubles the fire rate, and doubles the magazine size. Jeez. For a certain amount of time. Man. And there used to be a really funny bug with it, where if you um, went into a different type of mode, uh, it actually stacked with itself infinitely. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a really fun bug where you could actually get, you know, a fire rate of... um, I'm going to break your game now. <laughs> That's great. So what uh, what mastery rank do you have to get to uh, to unlock it? Give me one quick second to look it up because <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> it's all good. It's been a while since I've um, had to worry about mastery rank. I'm only mastery rank 18, but that's because I'm stuck on trying to get to 19. Yep. That mastery rank 19 test is, is definitely... Kicking my butt. <laughs> um, you have to be master rank thirteen for it. Okay, okay. So I still have a little ways to go, but uh, it's not that's not horrible, I guess. Let me see if it actually is still in. Um, it is actually still in rotation, barely. Oh, sweet. So, so you still can get it. Now's the time to go after it, I suppose. Um. Of course, if you've never, uh, I don't know if you know uh, about Prime Parts too much, do you? Uh, I know just enough to get by. <laughs> so, um, Primed Parts and uh, Relics in general have a thing that goes on called vaulting. Vaulting means that the relics are no longer able to be gotten, and you can no longer, unless you have people with the vaulted relics, of course, you can no longer get the weapons. Oh, or wow. Warframes. Uh, of course, they do unvaultings every once in a while. I do believe it's Frost and Ember Prime right now is unvaulted. Yeah. So you can farm and receive those relics and farm and receive those parts. So if you want them, try to uh, farm for them now. I don't know how long it's going to be lasting until they get vaulted again. But sure. um, it's one of the things that I think is... Um, not necessarily a good or bad way of dealing with it because uh, loot tables get bloated and then you can't farm for things nearly as efficiently. Sure. Vaulting is a, a little bit of a holdover from the moment when we had to go to void towers and we had to use keys to farm for things. So, right. A uh, little bit of a holdover, but uh, I think they've dealt with it pr- quite well. So Nice. Yeah, I... Uh, um like I said, I don't know a ton about that kind of stuff, but actually I was pretty excited the other day uh, where they had the uh, uh, alert for 10 vaulted meso uh, relics, I believe it was. It's for Saren Prime, uh, Nakana Prime, and I think it was Spyro Prime. Yeah, yep. And I, uh, <laughs> I was crazy underleveled for that mission, but I ran in and like shot my little pea shooter at all the bad guys like a complete noob. But uh, but I survived, and my team carried me through, and now I have vaulted relics. <laughs> That's the good thing about this game is people try to carry other people through things. Yeah, for sure. So, but um, definitely, this is um, this is one of those times where um, 
it's a good place to be right now because there are ways to get vaulted relics other than it being unvaulted. Um, and I would always suggest farming for primed parts, no matter what, because primed weapons, even if you can't build them as of yet, are still just good to have. Yeah, absolutely. Just in your in your inventory, ready to go when you can use them. Right. Definitely. Definitely. So uh, check out Pyrana Prime. That sounds fantastic. And also just uh, for the record, the regular Pyrana, if you're not uh, uh, quite to that point yet, can be bought or researched rather in the Tino Lab. So jump into there. It's yet another reason to be part of a clan. Awesome. Well, Helsing, thanks so much for doing this interview today, man. I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot. I can't wait to uh, waste some money with uh, some platinum. <laughs> you know, I forgot entirely about trading this entire time. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, I tell you what, maybe uh, maybe we can bring you back on uh, for another interview later on and uh, go over that again. Oh, uh, no, definitely. There you have it, guys. I had a ton of fun recording that episode with Helsing. Hopefully you found it helpful. Now you know where to spend that valuable platinum and how to take care of your furry little friends that follow you around. Don't forget, as always, to follow the podcast on your favorite listening platforms where we upload brand new episodes every single Friday. If you feel like you're enjoying this show and have the time to leave a review, all those good reviews on iTunes and on your podcast platforms help the show to be discovered, which means more listeners and a bigger community for us. And that's pretty exciting. If you'd like to support this show financially, there's a link in the description. Don't feel pressured to, but if you're interested, the link is down there. Uh, Even just listening to these episodes and not skipping through those ads helps to support the podcast. So thank you guys. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to those and uh, to support the show by sharing with your friends. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube as well, where we upload video versions of all of our episodes, as well as some wild and crazy other stuff. Uh, For example, this week I streamed uh, the first episode of Let's Play Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo Classic. But of course, you can always find tons of Warframe content there as well with helpful tips and tricks and videos from our veterans. That about does it for our episode today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, keep on farming those frames. Farming those frames.